You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good afternoon. Welcome to Beyond the Headlines. This is I'm Joyce DeRiga, the editor of Chicago Catholic. This is where we take a closer look at the people making the news that we're covering in the newspaper for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm super excited today. I'm often super excited, but really super excited today. We have um, Father Jack Clare on. He's the president and executive director of Misericordia Home, and they have a brand new Hearts and Flower Bakery. It's a standalone bakery with a drive-through that they opened up um, recently in Chicago, so everybody can come and get baked goods and interact with their residents. And welcome, Father Jack. Thank you, Joyce. I'm delighted to be here with you. So for those who might not know, Misericordia Home, it's this amazing operation. It's been an, an operation for over 100 years that cares for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And it's not just care. It's like intentional. I mean, the pro-life whole idea of the church that everybody is a child of God and they deserve the total respect and care and there's different levels of care. And one of the things that they do there and what father, you can talk about more is they offer employment opportunities for the residents. And it's a really a vital thing. And in, in one way they do that is through the hearts and flower bakery, which is on their campus on the North side. But now they have, um, a new standalone, uh, which was a dream of Sister Mary, Sister Rosemary Connolly, who was a longtime head. So, Father, talk about this new project. It's a three. It's a gorgeous building, you know. Yeah, well, I'm going to steal from Sister Rosemary. She always said, "Not only do our children have a right to life, but to one worth living." Amen. And making a life worth living for someone means keeping them occupied and keeping them busy and and doing something very worthwhile. So. Providing jobs is a certain important part of that, especially for those in the age-appropriate range uh, and those with the ability uh, to do so. So we have all kinds of ranges. Some of our folks can't do but minor kind of things, but for them is a real success story. Uh, but for those that are able to be up and, and doing things and moving around, you know, this is another opportunity for them, and we're delighted. And this whole building, it's a three-story building, so on, to let folks know, on the the uh, ground floor is a bakery cafe. You can go on and dine, but you can also go through a drive-thru and pick up Correct. coffee, baked goods, sandwiches. And then the second floor is going to eventually be an art studio for the residents. Correct. And then on the top- next week. <laughs> oh, really? It's starting next week? Yeah. yeah. Now, will they be, will you be selling that artwork in the, I know you do like auctions and stuff for the artwork. Will that be sold in the cafe, do you think? Yeah, there is artwork for sale already in the cafe oh, from wonderful. the other art studios. But, um, you know, if someone wanted to see, we could walk them upstairs and show them um, the actual uh, art being created by the residents. So, 
you know, it's it's a great building. It's offsite, so residents who live offsite can get there and, and work. Um, so that second floor, it's it's a beautiful space. When you look at the picture of the building, there's a big balcony in front of it, so there's loads of light coming into the room. So the first time I walked in and we were deciding what we were going to do with the second and third floor, I thought this is going to be a beautiful art studio. <laughs> and so you know, those who work with the art program came over and looked at it and. They were thrilled to be able to set up that studio now. So that that's all happening. We hope, as I said, to open the art studio within the next week or so. Um, on the third floor, uh, one of the programs we have for the residents is uh, packaging of coffee for other companies. And so we have partnered um, with Collectivo Coffee. That's what we're selling in our various venues, uh, both here and our restaurant on campus uh, at the new shop there on Ravenswood and also in our store in Glenview. Um, so we will be on the third floor. The equipment was just ordered yesterday um, and uh, we'll be packaging and processing that coffee for sale uh, for Collectivo. So it's another new partnership that Ms. Ricordi is delighted to celebrate. So I forgot to say the address of the new bakery is 6130 North Ravenswood Avenue. And if you go to, uh, so that's again, 6130 North Ravenswood Avenue. And if you go to Ms. Cordia's website, you can find all that information. Now, there's a lot of going on in the bakery, Father. Can you talk about what all the res- the residents are involved in and how the staff kind of complement what they're doing? Yes. Yeah, so um, on the first floor, which is where we're hiring about 10 to 12 of our residents, um, we have folks in the front who are helping with tables, who are helping to fulfill the orders that come through the drive-through, that come through people ordering there. Um, so they're assisting with the others. We don't let them handle the hot coffee. Um, so we have baristas there that are that are creating the coffee and all the other very coffee, <laughs> coffee drinks that are available. Um, and then we put up a glass wall between the kitchen bakery and the front of the house uh, so that people could actually watch the residents making the cookies, doing scooping the cookie dough, um, working with the kitchen staff and uh, preparing the meals. So it, it's real jobs. Um, hopefully, you know, some other restaurants might come and say, hey, they're doing a great job. Can we hire some of your folks uh, to come and work? So that that's a real hope. We're very excited uh, this afternoon. Norm Dinkle from Dinkle's Bakery that just closed oh, yeah. is coming out to see us at one o'clock. So we're going to talk with him about some sharing of some of his resources, maybe some of his bakers and staff and that. Uh, but just to have him look at it after a business that was in intact for so many years. Norm has been a friend of Misericordia's for many years. So we're delighted that he's coming out to see the operation and give us his stamp of approval. That's amazing. And can you talk about the, the reaction of the residents? I mean, from what I was talking to the um, Beth from the, the bakery, the manager of the bakery and almost instantaneously, like the residents, it's really um, changed the residents and impacted the residents. You know, like us, we were so excited to see something new happening. It took us a long time to do this project. It was probably about five years ago that we approached the person who owned the strip mall. And, you know, it it was in need of a lot of work and Mm -hmm. probably needed to be torn down, which is what we eventually did. Uh, But we went to him, we made an offer, we were able to purchase it and it really upgrades the neighborhood. But the residents, as they have driven here to campus or gone from their homes, uh, going to their jobs, have seen this thing growing. And so they're just as excited as we are to see it open up. And uh, 
when they came in for their training and starting work, it was just a wonderful experience for them. So, you know, that was all great. Um, you were telling me, too, when we were doing the interview that it's not. So you people can go online and order stuff from the Hearts and Flower Bakery, and then they can also get some of the baked goods through the greenhouse in which res- restaurant, which is on campus, uh, Misericordia. Right. But, but there's a, there's an intention to it that you've really made this um, a different kind of draw. And how did that work? So we really, um, as we looked at the property, we had companies come out and look at the location. Was it appropriate? Um, and they told us that about twenty seven thousand cars pass there a day. That's incredible. Um, and so we know many of them coming from the North Shore, which would be supporters of Misericordia. We'd hope that on their way downtown to work, as work starts filling up again after COVID, COVID, of course, has affected us and everyone else. Um, we hope that we will pick up some of that traffic. So we've designed things to be really picked up. They're all new bakery items. We have some of the old favorites, the Irish soda bread, and that is still there. Uh, but they're doing scones and donuts and, and things that commuters can pick up. There's also a new um, train station in, going in across the street. They broke ground uh, a couple of months ago. So that will be a new stop uh, for the train. And oh, so we hope that commuters yeah. can come across and pick up their coffee and donut and, and move on to work or a salad for lunch or a sandwich for lunch later. So everything is packaged, ready to go. And we can't forget the brownies. They, if you've <laughs> the not brownies. had... The heart-shaped brownies are a biggie. <laughs> heart-shaped brownies from Misericordia are like the best things ever. We always get a bunch when we... <laughs> and we ask for the discards, you know, like they cut them out as hearts. You got to... Yeah. Um, Another job for the residents, by the way. Another job for the residents. They're all hand-cut hearts, yeah. Yeah. Why was, Sister Rosemary, why was it a dream in particular to have a drive-thru? You know, I think for years she felt, you know, someone stopping for a donut and coffee. Uh, Ridge is such a busy street. And so finally when this small strip mall looked like it was becoming available, we sat down with her and said, Sister, do we try and do this? She said, okay, let's give it a go. So here we are. We're opened and, and running, and uh, so far business has been good. So we're, we're delighted. And how do you think it benefits? I mean, I know the answer to this because I've been to Misericordia a bunch and have interacted with the residents, but the experience of coming to the, the bakery, why is it special? You know, what, and what, why, what do the residents provide for that experience? You know, for them, like all of us want meaningful work, uh, we want jobs that, that make a difference. Last fall, I decided to interview every staff member here at Misericordia. <clears throat> and almost to a person, you know, we have about 1,200 staff. They're saying, I wanted a job where I felt like I was making a difference in people's lives. Um, our residents want the same thing. And to be out, to be interacting, to be doing something productive, to accomplish something, uh, they feel so good. And they're real contributors to this. This is not something that, you know, they're just, you know, we're here for fluff or something. They truly are here working and uh, doing a good job. You know, they look forward to their breaks and lunch just like everybody else, but uh, they love their work and they're happy at their work. Um, So for those for whom this is the right job, we're delighted that they're able to be there. Are there any plans for more bakeries or are you just taking it as it comes and seeing what... (laughs) This must be a media question. Hint, hint. (laughs) Every reporter says, is this the start of a chain or a start of something bigger? You know, no, (laughs) we're not in in the business of, of, bakery is a sideline for us, uh, as are any of our businesses. It's all about providing jobs for our residents. 
So we wouldn't create things that wouldn't provide jobs for our residents or for other people with disabilities. Um, you know, people with disabilities who want to work here should let us know. Um, you know, parents are always looking um, if they're not ready to re to place someone um, in a, a residential setting, but are looking for day programming. You know, we're willing to talk to people to see if it's something that's appropriate uh, for their child. Uh, you know, obviously, many of our residents, hundreds of our residents couldn't do these jobs. Uh, right. They're so trapped by their bodies and and by their inability to communicate uh, but you know for those that can you know it's a wonderful experience and, and you know they, they put in a good day's work and it's wonderful we're going to take a quick break again um, my name is Joyce DeRiga I'm editor of the Chicago Catholic you're listening or watching on YouTube to Beyond the Headlines and we're talking to Father Jack Clare about, from Misericordia Home about this brand new bakery that they've opened on the north side so we'll be right back spending a week on the tranquil grounds of the University of St. Mary the Lake where you can pray, reflect, and learn from the rich treasures of the Bible. An invitation for all to experience the annual Summer Scripture Conference, June 19th to 24th, might just be for you. Notable scripture scholars from across the United States will present this year's program, focusing on interpreting scripture in the church. The five presenters will share on a variety of topics, including interpreting scripture and the Vatican II documents, different Christian denominations and how they differ in perspectives on scripture, the Bible and politics in America today, what scripture says about children, how to use scripture in prayer, and interpreting scripture for the life and mission of the church. For registration and conference package information, visit our website at www.usml.edu slash summerscripture or call 847-837-4575. This year's conference will be both in-person and virtual. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. 
We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. Beyond the Headlines. My name is Joyce Dorega. I'm editor of the Chicago Catholic. Before we get back to our guest, I just want to plug some of the other things we have in our newspaper. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm trying to hold up the paper. This is our cover. Misericordia Homes, New Bakery is actually part of the cover. Other things that we've covered in the, this issue, uh, there's some exciting news that the about Father Tolton cause for canonization. The Vatican was recently visiting uh, Illinois to investigate some of the um, alleged miracles that are associated with the cause. So if one of those gets accepted, Father Tolton will be beatified, and that will will happen in the States, as the tradition has been been held since uh, Pope Benedict was in um, office. And then we also have a feature on Maryville Academy, um, which is an also another great institution like Misericordia Home, has a crisis nursery, and it's the only one in Chicago, and it's where families can, if they find that they need child care immediately, like maybe their, their daycare center had closed, or maybe they had to take an extra shift and they don't have anybody that, to watch their kids. They have a crisis nursery there that parents can drop off kids for free and um, for up to, I think it's 36 hours. But anyway, so we're, our guest today is Father Jack Clare. He's the president and executive um, director at uh, Misericordia Home. And it's an awesome, awesome, um, I don't want to say institution because that sounds so, I don't know, dry and stayed or something. But it's this amazing ministry to people with developmental and intellectual disabilities that of all levels. And they recently opened a new uh, bakery and drive through cafe on the north side where the residents also work at so that people can come and eat and interact and get some coffee and smoothies and such. And so, Father Jack, you've been with Misericordia for a really long time, and you have a personal connection. Can you share a little bit about that? Sure. So I came to Misericordia about 22 years ago, I believe. Um, so I had been serving at the College Seminary, St. Joseph, in Niles before that, and then came over here to, to Misericordia at the turn of the century, believe it or not, 22 years ago. Wow. Uh, but it's amazing. And um, after that, my sister, who has had issues since she was a teenager and has been in and out of uh, various places, um, state places, all kinds of places. And, um, you know, she came to Misericordia about 18 years ago, I believe it is. And she now lives here. And uh, it's great. My parents are both gone now. Um, so she lives in an apartment right next door to me. So it makes for my ability to, to keep in touch with her and know what's going on with her pretty easy. Um, and if something happens to me, I know she's taken care of. So that's, that's a real blessing in my life. Probably the thing is that all parents or guardians of someone that has challenges uh, is hoping for that there's someone there for their child. What, what 
I mean, I obviously I, I've been gushing this whole interview. I love Misericordia. And one of the things that ties into the bakery is that everything is so intentional toward the residents. But getting away from the bakery and onto the main campus, I mean, you have different levels of care, right? Like you, a couple of years ago, there was sort of, um, there were new residents for those who are getting older. And then you have um, residents for those who are severely um, afflicted with developmental or intellectual disabilities. Can you kind of share some of the things maybe you guys are most proud of or you're most proud of everything or that maybe I know people from all over the country come to check out how Misericordia is doing things as well. So any... I read a group from California the other day. Wow. Know, it was really nice. It's always nice to welcome people to our home as for anybody else. You know, we love to have people in our home. The doors are, are open except for COVID. You know, that's been the only thing that has just changed our lives so dramatically. Uh, but now we're, we're reopening bit by bit, uh, but we're being cautious. We still have COVID on some places on campus, you know, so we have to protect those staff and those residents and uh, the other ones around them. Uh, but I think we're the only uh, facility in the state of Illinois that offers the full continuum of care. Um, so uh, pretty much we can tell parents when they take their child, which is hard, you know, we don't get openings unless someone dies or we, uh -huh. we build a new place, um, you know, that we can probably care for them for most of their lives. So once we open the Quinlan Terrace, which is for aging population, um, you know, and we have skilled nursing already. So if they need, if they have medical needs around the clock, you know, we can care for them as well. Um, so we're able to take care of them. We've been, uh, we purchased uh, four acres just south of our property that we're making part of the development. Um, and the plan is to put up 16 homes there. This is a problem because getting staff right now, like all other right. businesses, all other, operations is very, very difficult. We actually have one large apartment building and one home in the neighborhood that have been sitting empty because we don't have the staff to, to fill them right now. Um, but we're hoping like everybody else that this is gonna pass uh, as COVID closes down and, and so many of the other issues out there uh, change. Uh, but we're looking at those 16 homes and looking at our, our waiting list to see where is the most need. And then looking at our current residents to say, okay, how many are aging? How many are gonna need a different kind of setting than they're in right now? Um, so that will determine what these different homes, these 16 homes or other homes on campus will, will become. Uh, so we're always trying to meet the needs of the residents um, and they're changing needs, obviously. Um, but the need on the waiting list is very strong too. And there isn't a day goes by that I don't get a letter or an email or a phone call, just a parent begging to take their child. Um, and uh, you know it's it's hard, uh, it really is hard. So if anybody out there is looking for a job, uh, we pay pretty well. And uh, you know after meeting with about 600 of the staff so far, maybe a little more than that, they, most of them are pretty happy, and and they love their work here, and we're, we're proud of that. Uh, they're good people. Uh, we're a mixed population, um, so we have people. While we're a Catholic institution, obviously we're open to people of all faiths, all colors, sure. all abilities. Um, I'm very excited today. We're um, interviewing our first refugee for employment. So we hope to welcome uh, Afghani man. We've already told Catholic Charities, if folks come from Ukraine, we'd be delighted to take them wow. uh, to see if we could uh, hire them and maybe find some housing for them. So, you know, 
we're open to all these possibilities and we're proud of these things because uh, people uh, believe in us and they share their resources with us. We're able to do so many of these things. And, you know, God continues to bless us because we really believe we're doing his work uh, when we do this. I, you're totally doing his work. I mean, uh, and I would highly encourage people to, yeah, to absolutely go visit if you can. There's also a restaurant on on campus and a little gift shop. Is the gift shop still there, Father? I haven't been back since you guys reopened. Gift open, but not the full gift shop. Okay. It's a, one of the rooms of the five rooms or four rooms that are there is open right now. It's taken us a while to restock after COVID. Right. Uh, during COVID, we were open in the Glenview shop. So we were sending everything from here out there. So there was nothing left here. Uh, so we're currently reordering and restocking and refilling that gift shop. And the, for those who are listening or watching, the residents also staff the uh, restaurant. So it's, you can't leave there. I got to stress this enough. You can't leave there without smiling. Like, like there's there's another place that um, in Chicago, the Archdiocese, um, uh, that cares for women with developmental disabilities, and they're they're aging too. And it's the same place, the same thing. You can't leave there without our photographer Karen Calloway, who any of those who have um, been at Archdiocese and events have probably met her or seen her. She wants to move to Ms. or um, Misericordia or to St. Mary's home. That's just she just always leaves feeling so much joy. And and I've talked to so many staff, um, like you said, Father, that that everybody just enjoys it. It's just a, a very very special place. And I can't so wait. So many to... people. Come... Go ahead. I'm sorry. So many people come here thinking it's going to be a sad situation. Right. And, and it really is not. Uh, our, our people are happy. They enjoy their, their lives and their work. Um, and, uh, I, you know, the staff is relatively happy. And, you know, it shows on their faces uh, when people walk around here and visit. So, you know, people, as you say, leave with a smile on their face. They also feel a certain holiness when they come Aim, on the campus. Absolutely. Uh, people say, I drive through the gates and I feel like a, a spirit, you know, and, and I, you know, I hope we always have that there. I pray that God always guides us in that direction, um, you know, but we're, we're doing the best we can to keep that spirit alive. It was not easy these last two years. No. Yeah. I have a, a friend who works for you with you all and I we kept I'm like are you guys what's going on are you open yet are you open yet and it's just so tough because it's a very vulnerable population and you had to be so so careful right. you know yeah um, which is whole all part of the the pro-life mission all right father we yeah. got like one more minute I'm gonna wrap up talking about what's in the paper and how people can subscribe but I'm so thank you so much for making the time to come today I know you're super busy oh, but thank you so much for including us Joyce God bless you all and everyone listening Remember us if you can in your prayers. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Take care. So that was Father Jack Clary. He's president and executive director of Misericordia Home that opened up a new bakery on the north side and cafe. It's a uh, story in our May 8th issue. You can also go online and see it at chicagocatholic.com. We always have a lot more photos online than we do and that can fit in the paper. So I would encourage you to go online for any of those things. And other things that we covered, I mentioned before that there's some... Uh, alleged miracles being investigated by the Vatican for Father Tolton's cause for canonization. He's the first African-American priest, um, born, uh, recognized African-American priest ordained for the United States of America. And we also have Cardinal Supich wrote about Mondelein's anniversary. We've been covering that over the, the past year. It's 100 um, years since Cardinal Mondelein founded that seminary. And Cardinal Supich writes about it. And we also have some photos on a recent celebration they had. And 
another plug, we've got some high schoolers. It was pretty cool. 70 high schoolers came together for a climate change summit. This is at St. Vider High School. It's something that's very near and dear to our teens' hearts. So you can check out that story and photos. And you can subscribe at chicagocatholic.com. It's $25. Oops. We actually just raised it $5 because printing costs have um, gone up. So we're $30 a year. That supports our ministry. And you can uh, sign up for our newsletters online and follow us on social media. So thanks again for tuning in to Beyond the Headlines, and we'll see you for the next edition, and have a gentle and joy-filled day. Take care.